chapter 15 through chapter 18. And why don't we start out with a word of prayer? And I'm going to take this off for the story. I don't see how the pilgrims wore those things. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to study your word together. I pray that you would block out any distractions and that you would help us to hear the message that you have for us from your word. I thank you for Brother Paul and these others that carried the gospel um, around the world and got it started after you died and were buried and rose again from the dead. I pray that you would help us to be faithful, to follow in their footsteps, taking the gospel. Pray that you'd bless this time, that if there's anybody who doesn't know you as their Savior, that you would convict their hearts of their sin and their need for you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, if you remember, last month we studied about Paul's first missionary journey, and he went, he and, anybody remember who else went? It was Paul and, not Silas. Okay, somebody ran away. Who ran away? Mark ran away, John Mark, but he and Barnabas went to the island of Cyprus, and then they went up to Perga, and they preached in Antioch and Iconium, and uh, well, Perga, Lystra, sorry, Lystra's here, and Derby. and then after that, they went back, they ordained elders in all the churches, and then they sailed home. Well, after they got home, Paul and Barnabas stayed a while in Antioch, and they were preaching there. But then one day, some men showed up, men who had a special belief. They believed in Jesus. They believed that he was Messiah. They believed he had died for their sins. But they believed that if a Gentile, a person who wasn't a Jew, got saved, there were certain things they had to do. They had to have a certain procedure done. And then, other than that, they also had to start obeying the Old Testament law. So the law in Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, they said, you have to start obeying the law and have this procedure if you are going to be saved. Now, was that true? If I'm not a Jew and I get saved, do I have to start obeying the Old Testament in order to go to heaven? Is it by works that we're saved or by what Jesus did on the cross? It's by what Jesus did on the cross. Well, that, with those guys teaching that, and they were teaching it largely in Antioch, but they also started teaching it in the other churches. And so they would go there and they would say, oh, I'm glad you believed in Jesus, but you have to start obeying the law. I'm glad you believed in Jesus, but we need to add something to that. Well, Paul and Barnabas stood up in church and said, you're wrong. That is not right. And then they got mad and they argued back. And so they had lots of arguments over what was the way of salvation. Do you have to start keeping the law after you get saved in order to be saved? Is this part of it? Well, finally, they decided We've got to deal with this, and we have to get an answer. So after a while of arguing, finally they told Paul and Barnabas, we want you to leave Antioch, and we want you to go back down to Jerusalem. So they went back down to Jerusalem, and when they got there, they held a special council meeting. And when they got to Jerusalem, they held this council meeting, and it was consisted of the elders in the church there, The apostles, that was the disciples of Jesus that were still living at the time, they were present. 
And so they would all vote, but the church was there as well, and they would give their agreement to what the decision was. So you had the apostles, you had the elders, and you had the church members. And so they're all there in Jerusalem, and they're listening. Well, people started arguing, and these Pharisees got up, Pharisees who had gotten saved, and they started explaining to everyone that not only do we have to believe in Jesus, we have to be circumcised, and we have to keep the law. And after they got up and they did their talk for a little bit, well, then someone else stood up. Brother Peter stood up. Simon Peter. You remember Simon Peter, Jesus' disciple? Well, he had gone and preached the gospel to Gentiles, people who were not Jews. And so he stood up and he said, you all know good and well that I went and I preached the gospel to Gentiles. And the Gentiles got saved just like we did. And they received the Holy Ghost just like we did. And they spoke in tongues just like we did. God saved them the same way he saved us. Well, when he got through talking, Brother Paul and Barnabas stood up and they both started testifying. We've gone up and he started telling about their missionary journey and the places they had visited like we talked about last month. And he said, we've been preaching to these Gentiles and the Gentiles have gotten saved and the Holy Ghost has come to them and they don't need anything else. And then another man stood up, Brother James. James was the half-brother of Jesus and he was the main elder at the church in Jerusalem. Brother James, who our son James is named after over here, he's the one who wrote the book of James. Brother James stood up. They called him in Jerusalem, James the camel need, because anybody who saw his knees said that he had the funniest looking knees. They had big calluses all over him because he spent so much time on his knees praying and talking to God that his knees had actually gotten calluses. Well, Brother James stood up, a man they all highly respected. And Brother James said, I just heard our brother Cephas, or Peter, I just heard Peter speaking. And we all know that what he's saying is true. And he quoted from the prophet Amos. He said, Amos told us that the Gentiles would start getting saved. And Old Testament prophecy is being fulfilled. He said, in every one of these cities, we've had people in Antioch and Lystra and Derby. He said, we've had people that every week read the law and teach Moses to the people. He said, that's been happening for a long time. What was he saying? He was saying, they've been reading the law there a long time and nothing's happened. Nobody's gotten saved because they were reading the law. In other words, nobody got saved till we went and preached Jesus. And he said, we believe that salvation is by the grace of Jesus Christ. Nothing else. He said the Gentiles don't have to obey the law. What the Gentiles need to do, he broke it down to four rules. Simple things. He said when a Gentile Christian gets when a Gentile person gets saved, they should really they would be wise to do these four things. So they said what we need to do is write a letter. And we're going to send some people to read the letter to these churches. So they sat down and they penned a letter. And in this letter, which is recorded in Acts chapter 15, they were basically started out apologizing. We're sorry for the trouble these guys have been causing, these false prophets. We didn't tell them to preach that. What we tell you is salvation is of Jesus. The only thing you have to do when you get saved, we will ask you to do these four things to follow God and show that you're a believer. They said, and we're sending our brothers, Barsabas and Silas, 
and they will help explain to you better what the letter says. And so they give Barnabas and Paul and Barsabas and this new man here that we're seeing introduced, Silas. He was a preacher as well, as well as Barsabas. So the four of them make the trip from Jerusalem down to Antioch. When they got to Antioch, they read the letter and the people rejoiced. They were so happy. They were so relieved. Nobody had to go do these things that the, these men who had been, um, these men who were Pharisees were telling them to do. So they celebrated. We just need to believe in Jesus. And brother Barsabas and brother Silas read the letter and explained it to them. And then they stayed a good while preaching at the church. But one day, Brother Paul comes to Brother Barnabas and says, we need to go back and visit the places that we went to last time and preach to them. And they needed to take the letters and read the letters to them as well. So they started talking about who they would take. Well, Brother Barnabas said, I know who I want to take. I want to take my nephew, John Mark. He's learned his lesson from last time, and he would be a real help on this trip. Brother Paul said, nope. No way, Jose. I am not taking him with me. He was a deserter last time. He wimped out. He didn't want to stay. And I'm not taking him again. And Brother Barnabas says, well, if he's not going, I'm not going. He said, well, then fine, you've done. And Brother Paul and Brother Barnabas started having bad arguments about it. And finally, their argument was so bad that they agreed they could no longer travel together preaching the gospel. And so Brother Barnabas said, well, I'm going to go, and I'm going to go back to Cyprus, which was his home island. And he said, I'm going to go back and check on the churches we started there, and I'm taking John Mark. And that's exactly what the Bible says, that he took John Mark, and they went. But the Bible says something else about Brother Paul. It says that Brother Paul, okay, so they got on a boat, and they sailed to Cyprus. Brother Paul, that's right, row, row, row your boat. Well, Brother Paul, he took Silas. He got Silas and took him with him. And the Bible says that the church sent. See the difference? Barnabas and John Mark, they went. But Paul and Silas were sent by the church. And they went around the land. Because after all, if Barnabas is going to Cyprus, they don't need to go there too. Barnabas and John Mark will take care of Cyprus. So they went up this way, probably walked right through Paul's hometown of Tarsus, because it would be on this road. And they went to Derby and they went to Lystra. And so they started preaching in those places. They went to the synagogue and they read the letter that had been written from the elders and apostles at Jerusalem. And they read the letter to them, and they encouraged the people. But when they were in Lystra, they met a new guy. He was a young man by the name of Timothy. What was his name? In some books of the Bible, he's called Timotheus. And so this brother Timothy, brother Timotheus, was a very young man. But the Christians, everybody that lived there in Lystra, bragged about what a great guy Timothy was. And the people in Iconium, they bragged about what a great guy Timothy was. So Paul thought, this is the perfect young man to take with us to train in the ministry. So after he had been going around and he went to all the churches, he, Paul, and Silas, and now Timothy head out, and they try to go up into Asia, 
They tried to go up into Bithynia up here to preach the gospel, but the Holy Spirit told them they couldn't go there. They tried to go down here. The Holy Spirit said, no, you can't go down there. And so they ended up finally in the town of Troas. Well, while they're in the city of Troas, brother, they started preaching the gospel. Well, one night, brother Paul was asleep. And Jesus spoke to him in a dream. And there was a man in his dream. The man was from Macedonia, which was in Europe. Paul had never gone to Europe and preached the gospel. Europe, where Greece is and where many of our ancestors came from. My ancestors are English mostly. I have some German ancestry, but mostly English. A few Scottish, some Irish people in my background, but mostly my ancestors were English. And most of us here, our ancestors were from somewhere in Europe. Well, there was a man, a European in his dream. And he begged him to come to his place and to preach the gospel to them. Well, Brother Paul woke up the next morning and he told the other guys, he said, we need to pack our bags and we need to go over into Macedonia because I think God is telling us in this dream that we need to go there to preach the gospel. So Brother Brother um, Paul starts packing his bags and brother Silas and brother Timothy. But now we have a new man. There's a new man with him. His name is Dr. Luke. What is his name? Dr. Luke. Dr. Luke, who would one day sit down and write the book of Acts and also the book of, can you guess? L-U-K-E, he would write the book of Luke, first of all, and then the book of Acts. In fact, if you read the book of Acts, I challenge all of you kids who can read to sit down and read the book of Acts starting at chapter 15. And look, and it says, and Paul went and did this, and they went and did this, and they went and did this, and all of a sudden, the language changes and says, and then we did this, and we went there, and we went here, and then we went, why does it suddenly say we? Because all of a sudden, when you see the words we in the book of Acts, that's when Brother Luke has joined the group again. Because he would only go on small parts of the trip. Well, Brother Luke joins the group. And the group gets on a boat. And they begin to sell into Europe. They landed here and they walked to the city of Philippi. The first city that we know of in the New Testament where the gospel is preached in Europe. Well, they didn't have, normally they went to the synagogue first, right? Well, apparently there wasn't a, a synagogue in Philippi yet. You had to have so many Jewish men living in a city to have a synagogue. And apparently they didn't have enough, or maybe they didn't have enough money to build it. But whatever the case was, there were some Jewish women. And every Sabbath day, they would go down to the river to pray. Well, Brother Paul had heard about this. So Paul took his team and they went down to the river on the Sabbath day, on Saturday. And sure enough, guess what they found? They found a bunch of women praying and they went and they started preaching the gospel to them. And there was a certain woman. She was a businesswoman in the city, apparently a very wealthy woman, a seller of purple. Her name was Lydia. And Lydia listened to them preach the gospel. And as they listened, as she listened, she started to believe. And she put her faith in Jesus and she wanted them to tell everybody who lived in her house, all of her servants and all of her employees, she wanted them to hear about Jesus. And so they went and they preached the gospel to her whole family. And then she got baptized because she believed in Jesus and her whole family got baptized. Well, one day 
as, as this was all happening and they were, Lydia's um, household was starting to believe in Jesus and they were beginning to be baptized. Well, as they would go around town t- witnessing to people, telling them about Jesus, there was this woman who would follow them around. And she would say, oh, here are the prophets of the highest God. They've come to show us the way of salvation. She was probably kind of mocking them because she was demon possessed. She had a demon living inside of her and she was a fortune teller. And so she had these, serv- these masters that owned her. And when someone would come and say, would you tell me your, my future? She'd sit down, you know, like with the crystal ball or something. And she'd sit down and she'd tell them what was going to happen in their future. Well, it was the demon telling her what to say to these men. And so anybody would come and would hear, well, they kept, she kept following them around. And this went on, Luke said, for days and days. She would just follow the group around, hollering to everybody around that, oh, these are the men, the prophets of the highest God that's come to show us the way of salvation. Finally, Brother Paul couldn't handle it anymore. And he turned around. You think he slapped her in the face? You think he told her to shut up? No. Brother Paul went over. And he told the demon, in the name of Jesus Christ, go away. Leave this woman. And the Bible says that within that same hour, the demon left the woman. Well, I'm sure that lady was happy. But do you think the men who owned her were happy? Her masters were not happy because now they were losing money. She couldn't tell anybody's future anymore. She wasn't demon possessed anymore. She was no good to them. So they, said, they went and started stirring up trouble and they got the police to come and arrest Paul and Silas. And they took them to court and they were falsely accusing them of all kinds of troublemaking. And then they decided we're going to throw them into jail for the night. So they sent them to prison and first they beat them really bad. And then they sent him to prison and they said, you send word to the prison guard that he is to lock them up securely. Do not let them get away. These are dangerous criminals. Don't let them get away. And so they take them to prison and they lock, they beat them and they lock them up. They put them in the middle of the prison, the most secure of their prison cells. And they put their feet in stocks to where they couldn't get away. And Brother Paul and Brother Silas, when it came midnight, they decided to have church right in the middle of prison. And they started praying. And they started singing praise to God. And right in the middle of hallelujah, 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 or whatever they're singing that, I praise ye the Lord. They're singing. All of a sudden, the ground starts rumbling. Well, the jailer had gone to sleep. And all the other prisoners, they couldn't sleep because they were hearing all the noise of these two praying and and singing. And so all the prisoners are are sitting, laying in there listening, and these two are singing, and all of a sudden the ground begins to rumble. And then the walls begin to shake, and dust begins falling from the ceiling, and then pebbles and tiles begin falling from the ceiling, and the beams fall down, and all of a sudden there is a horrible earthquake. And it busts the doors off of the prison cells, And it broke the stocks that were holding their feet. Well, when the the jailer got woke up, he knew he is in big trouble with the government officials because in Rome, they did not put up with their soldiers and with their officials letting prisoners go. And he knew they were going to kill him. And he did not want to go to trial. He did not want to be executed. He did not want all of that suffering. So he grabbed his sword and he started to kill himself. But just as he did, Brother Paul and Silas said, wait! Wait, stop, we're all here. 
And he called for somebody to bring him a light and he ran in and fell down on his knees before Paul and Silas and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they went home with him and they preached the gospel to him and they told him and his whole family, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. If all of you will believe, you will all be saved. So in other words, not just the jailer, not just his wife, not just his kids, but his servants, everybody can be saved. Well, brother, the, the, the Philippian jailer, he and his wife and his kids and everybody in his house, they celebrated. They believed on Jesus. They went out right away and they got baptized. And then he cooked supper for them. He prepared a meal for them. And they had a great time of celebration because now there's Lydia and her family. There's the jailer and his family. The next morning, the, the government officials went looking for him. Anyway, they finally told him, we want you to leave town, get out of town, because they were scared of Paul and Silas, because when they found out they were actually Roman citizens and they hadn't treated them right, they realized he could tattle on us and we'll get in trouble. So we're just going to let you go. Just leave town. Anyway, a few days later, they went back to the house of Lydia, and a few days later, Paul and Silas said goodbye to all the new Christians there, goodbye to the church they had started, and they went away. Well, Luke was no longer with them. History tells us that Brother Luke stayed back and pastored the church for a while in Philippi. But Paul and Silas and Timothy, they left town, and they went down to the city of Thessalonica. Well, when they got to Thessalonica, oh, and by the way, the church uh, at Philippi, the book of Philippians in our Bible was later written to the church at Philippi. Now they come to the city of Thessalonica and like normal, Paul went in and Paul began to preach in the synagogue. Well, he went in the synagogue and he begins preaching and three weeks in a row, he would go in every Sabbath day and he would preach the gospel to the people. Many, many of the Greeks got saved. The men and the women started believing in Jesus. Some of the Jews got saved. But then there were some of the Jews that were really jealous and they hated Paul and Silas and Timothy. Well, brother Paul and Silas and Timothy had been preaching the gospel. And at night, they would sleep in the house of a man by the name of Jason. What was his name? Jason. Well, as people began to believe on Jesus, more and more of them, the Jew, unbelieving Jews got angry. So they started stirring up trouble. Well, they went to the house of Jason, and they thought they would be able to arrest Paul and Silas and Timothy, but they weren't there. I don't know where they were, but they weren't home at the time. So they got Jason and some of his friends, and they took them before the court. And they said, this man has been taking care of those people who've been turning the whole world upside down. Now, how was Paul and Silas and Timothy and Luke turning the world upside down? They were telling people about Jesus, and they were getting saved. And they were doing the opposite. They were helping people come to know God. They weren't making chaos. They weren't messing things up. But that's what they accused Jason of, of was helping the troublemakers. So they said, we want him arrested. But the ruler wouldn't listen and he sent them home. Well, when Jason got home, he found Paul and Silas and Timothy. He said, you've got to get out of town quickly. And so they sent Paul away. 
and Timothy away. And they went to the town of Berea. Well, when they got to Berea, the people were much, much more ready to receive God than the people at Thessalonica had been. In fact, when Paul preached, the Bible says that every single day, these men would sit down and study their Bibles to see if Paul's sermon from Sunday was actually true or not. So as they studied, as they read in Genesis and Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy, they were finding that Jesus was really the Messiah. He was really the Christ. He was really the Savior. And they began to believe on Jesus. But when the the troublemakers at Thessalonica heard he was preaching the gospel in Berea, they came in and they started stirring up trouble. And they said, you got to go away, Paul. And so one night, Paul snuck out of town. Some men took him away. Some of the Christians took him away to the city of Athens. But he left Paul Sorry, he left Silas and Timothy behind to keep preaching while he was gone. Well, he gets down to the city of Athens, a huge, important city in the country of Greece. It's still an important city in Greece today. Well, he gets there, and this is a picture of Greece today. And here is a great hill where they had huge monuments to their false gods. They worship many, many false gods. In fact, This is, okay, what is left today is this little bit of building here, a little bit over here. But back in the day, it would have looked like this. Here's a computer model of what that mountain would have looked like. Well, when Paul walked around waiting for Timothy and Silas, he had sent word to come quickly to help him. As he's walking around and he's seeing all of the idolatry, all of the gods they're worshiping, He would go into the marketplace and preach. He would go into the synagogue and preach. Well, one day they came and got him and some of the wise men of the city, the philosophers of the city came and got him and took him to um, Areopagus right here. It's a little hill, Mars Hill, and it's below the big, all of the idols. And he began to preach them a sermon. He said, oh, you men, you're so superstitious. He said, but you know, I was walking around the other day looking at all of these idols. I was looking at all of your gods and all of their altars. And I saw this one particular one that caught my eye. And this is the actual altar that Paul saw. It's in a museum today. And he saw this altar. And there was an inscription written right here, which is hard to read today. But the inscription says, to the unknown God. He said, you worship all of these gods. He said, but I found an altar to a God whose name you do not know. He said, he's the creator. And he began to tell them about creation. He's the creator of the world. And finally, he tells them, he said, this unnamed God you do not know. He said, I know his name. His name is Jesus. And he tells them the way of salvation. Well, when they heard him talk about Jesus rising from the dead, some of the men thought that was the dumbest thing they had ever heard. And they started making fun of Paul. But some of the men believed. And Paul stood there and he preached that day on Mars Hill. And the Holy Spirit began to work. And many of those people got saved. Well, he's here by himself. And he's preaching. Uh, here are some people making fun of him, some people taking him serious. Well, after they hear the gospel, one of the men that was a member of the Supreme Court believed on Jesus. There was also a woman who was very important in the city. 
she got saved. Well, then Paul needed to leave. So he went over to the city of Corinth. In the city of Corinth, he met a man by the name of Aquila and his wife Priscilla, who were tent makers. Well, that's what Paul knew how to do. Paul was a tent maker. So he spent time with them while he waited for Timothy and for Silas to show up. Well, one day Timothy and Silas showed up and Timothy and Silas had a report. They said the church at Thessalonica needs some help. So Paul sat down and he wrote a letter to them, a letter giving them some instructions telling them about Jesus was going to come back one day to get them and giving them lots of encouragement. A little later, he wrote a second letter to them. We, in our Bibles today, we call that first and second Thessalonians. So there in Corinth, he's preaching the gospel. People are beginning to get saved, but the Jews kicked him out of the synagogue. They didn't want to hear what he had to say. So he went to the house next door. A man by the name of Justice invited him to come and preach at his house. So he would preach, and many, many of the Greeks got saved. Many of those of the new man in charge, uh, the, the man who was in charge of the synagogue, while he got kicked out of the synagogue, the man in charge put his faith in Jesus, and his whole family got saved, and a church got started in Corinth as they began to believe on Jesus and get baptized. And things were getting so bad in Corinth Paul didn't know whether he should stay and preach or whether he should go somewhere else and preach. But one night in a dream, God came to him and said, you don't need to be afraid. Don't stop preaching. So brother Paul stayed for another year and a half preaching the gospel there and building up the church. Well, he sent Timothy and he sent Silas back to Thessalonica with the letters. And one day he got taken before the new ruler. They thought, we'll get him arrested. Now we'll finally make this preacher shut up telling people about Jesus. Well, they took him before the ruler and the new ruler said, this is a Jewish problem. Get out. And he made them leave. Well, then the Jews were so mad or the Greeks were so mad. They went and got the new ruler of the synagogue and they beat him because of the way he had been mistreating Paul. Well, the whole thing was a big mess. And finally, Paul knew he needed to leave town. So brother Paul took with him a rowboat. Yeah, they got a rowboat. Now, who do you think he took with him? He took with him uh, Priscilla and Aquila, and they started helping him preach in Ephesus. Well, brother Aquila started helping him preach in Ephesus. Here's, a, here's what's left of the main street of Ephesus today. They went to this very important city and began preaching the gospel. Many people started believing, and they begged him to stay, but Paul said, I have to go. It's time for me to go home, but I'm going to leave Aquila and Priscilla, and they will help you. And in fact, they did. Right after Paul left, a man by the name of um, Apollos showed up in town. And Apollos, they discipled Apollos and sent him back to Corinth to help pastor the church there. But Brother Paul had to leave. Now, where had he sent? He's now alone. He's by himself. But do you think he's sad about that? Nope. Why? Where did he sit? Where did Luke stay? Anybody remember? Where did Luke stay to pastor? Phila, Philippi. And then, not Philadelphia, Philippi. And then uh, Timothy and Silas. Where did they go? Anybody remember? They had two letters. First and second. Thessalonica. They went to Thessalonica. And he left Aquila and Priscilla in Ephesus to lead the Christians there. And he went back down here to Caesarea. He went to Jerusalem. 
He gave a report at, okay, let's skip all that. I thought I'd taken that out. He gave a report to the Christians in Jerusalem, and then he went back up home to Antioch to preach there until it was time for him to take another trip. This short trip was just over three years. But you know what's the coolest part of this trip to me? He took a lot of boats. He did a lot of walking. He was probably really skinny when he got home. What continent is this over here? Europe. So who was the first one that the Bible tells us took the gospel to Europe? Who was that? Paul and Silas and Timothy and Dr. Luke. They took the gospel to Europe. Well, where were the pilgrims from? Well, originally, where did they come from? They came from Europe. And the pilgrims and others brought the gospel to the new world. And then do you know which country in the world has sent the most missionaries around the world? Nope. America. And where did that start? It started when Brother Paul and his team came into Philippi and began to preach the gospel. The team of missionaries came and preached the gospel. So you and I have heard the gospel today in America because Brother Paul and his team first took it into Europe. So what is our responsibility today? Our responsibility is to tell more people about Jesus, like Brother Paul did. We don't have to go into a synagogue, though. Brother Paul in Athens and Corinth, he'd go into the marketplace and preach. We can go anywhere. We can give a track at the store or at a restaurant. We can share the gospel and tell others about Jesus. Well, why don't we all stand together and sing together, Here Am I, Lord.